Support for Pirate Talk Radio comes from you, the listener. If you would like to support this broadcast, please go to patreon.com slash TV. watching and wherever you are thanks for tuning in we are going to be doing a special edition of the stream at least to start out here but more so a special edition of my podcast pirate talk radio of uh which it releases every single week at some point during the week depending on my schedule and uh we're doing a a live recording because schedules and 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 covid19 and yeah, a lot of stuff is going on. So um, we're going to do that live. This episode will be up on um, the YouTubes uh, as well as all of your podcast app needs. Just search for Pirate Talk Radio on any of those applications. If you haven't done so already, hit the subscribe button on the podcast so you can get your Weekly dose of my voice talking about Sea of Thieves. Now, the past couple episodes, I won't say that I've been very nice to Rare. Um, yeah, I, I haven't been very nice to Rare. Uh, I, I've been very critical of the, the updates. Um, just very, very critical. So today, I want to step away from that. We've, we've talked a lot about adventure recently. And I want to step away from adventure. Because there's this entire other plaything way to play the game that's not adventure. Um, it's something called Team Deathmatch. No, it's called Arena. It's not Team Deathmatch. If you go into the arena and you sit there and say TDM, you're part of the problem. But what I also want to talk about, not so much the mechanics necessarily of the arena, not so much hit reg, not so much <clears throat> the game itself, but a grassroots organization outside the game that has been working and putting something pretty awesome together that is growing each and every year 
and each and every season. And it's another way for players that might not be having a good time with adventure or feel the game is stale, but still want to sail and fight and, and do that stuff. Especially if you're a competitive person, this has a place for you. So we know in the past 10 years, esports has been big, huge, massive. We have ESPN covering video games and video game players. And we've got games like Fortnite and Apex Legends and Counter-Strike and, and Valorant now and, and Magic the Gathering, World of Warcraft Arena, Hearthstone, League of Legends. All these games out here have people playing at a very high level competitively to, in the end of the day, win money and fame and all that stuff. So why on earth am I talking about esports and Sea of Thieves? Well, there is a group out there, a lot of teams out there. And it's a group called the Notorious Arena League. And today, I have brought a friend of mine, and may I say, a recently elected pirate lord of the Cutthroat Pirates, your man VP. He is a referee, and he is a staff member of the Notorious Arena League. And uh, we're going to talk about what this is, how to participate in it, what are awards that uh, you can win and stuff like that? So, VP, are you out there? Are you, uh, are you there? What's going on, man? I got you. How are you doing? I'm doing well, brother. How are you, Devin? Oh, you know, you know. I'm, I'm here <laughs> trying to survive this work-at-home craziness and everything else like that, you know. I hear you, brother. I'm vertical, man. That's all I. That's, uh, yeah, that's uh, about all I can say right now. <laughs> so, uh, first off, congratulations on your election to Pirate Lord. I don't envy you because that's a lot of work. So, congratulations on that. Thanks, dude. I'm I'm pumped for these next two months. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I will try not to make your life hell. I I usually do a pretty good job of not annoying the Pirate Lord that much. So. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. <laughs> all right. So you were a captain. You were a player in the Notorious Arena League for the team Lions Maine. I don't remember. Were you a founder of that team? So I actually, so that's kind of been like a running joke. So my nickname in there is the Bear of the Lions Maine. But I actually, um, well, again, jokingly say that I'm the, the unofficial official manager of the Lions Maine team. But I did actually play in uh, season one. However, I played for a team under the title of Shrouded Scourge. Okay. And that was during season one of the NAL. Okay. Okay. And, uh, and how many seasons are we on now? Now, I know we've got two different divisions. We've got the, the semi-pro and the pro, and then more so two different worldly divisions in NA and EU because we know pings and latency just doesn't play right if you're fighting each other, although some teams do cross over. Um, how many seasons, the NA has been around the longest. How many seasons is the NA on now? Yeah, man. So <clears throat> this actually will start season four of the North American NA, uh, NAL, which is crazy to and, think that we've even gotten this far. Yeah. And what season two or three for EU? Uh, this will be season two. Season for two. EU. I, I thought they just started last season. I, I, I thought that's what it was, but I, I just couldn't, I couldn't remember. 
Um, so, so yeah. And yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's crazy to think that first off, you know, arena is a very competitive place. Now we, we have the old arena, which I never got to partake in. I only know the new arena. Um, and, and what we have right now with the cannon battles and everything like that. Um, but it's crazy to think that, you know, this, this organization has now transcended two different, very different arena styles of play. And they're just growing each and every year. How many teams, cause the, the tryouts for this season for NA just happened, I believe. How many teams tried out this year to, to be part of the, the NAL? So we had uh, the biggest turnout we've had yet. So for season four, we just had our qualifiers last week, as you just mentioned. We had 15 different teams sign up to try and, and gain a spot for the NA uh, season four. And how many actually make it in? So we have 10 teams actually qualify. So we had to cut, and right. five teams were unable to make it in. So we have 10 teams now competing for season four. So you had to cut basically one third of the teams just because again, you can't have everyone competing, right? You've got to, you've got to limit it because the seasons are so long. You know, this, the, there's a prize support, which we'll talk about, you know, rare has been involved a little bit as far as some giveaways and stuff like that, which we'll talk about. And one of the new things that just happened last season, that's pretty cool, which we'll talk about coming from rare. But ultimately, 15 teams, you cut it down to two groups of five. You've got a pro division, which is your best of your best. And you've got your semi-pro division, which is your and, – and it's, it's so hard. It's like, it's like cutting hairs because these, all these teams are awesome. Very true. And that's the hard part, right, is, is having to cut teams and then break them down in divisions. But the whole goal, the whole mission of the NAL is to find the best crew on the sea of thieves. And so um, nobody likes losing. Nobody likes, you know, getting cut and saying they can't play, but Hey, when it comes down to it, you know what you sign up for, right. you know, and, the, and that's really what we want to see. So that's been one of the coolest, uh, the coolest aspects of it all is to see how many people are getting involved, how many people really think that they can claim that title. And then, you know, put it all on the line when it comes time for uh, those Saturday match days, who's ready and who's really prepared. And, and what's, what's fascinating to me. And again, I only got to, I just kind of figured, I just learned about this during last season at the, somewhere around, I think the beginning of last season and seeing it this season and talking to, to friends that I've made now that, that play on some of these teams. What's fascinating is if you look at, let's say an esport league of legends, right? When you watch in a league of legends, it's always team liquid TSM cloud nine. You know the names. You see them every year. Immortals, and and you rare you see different faces or the faces kind of trade teams, but you never see really new teams. And what's crazy to me is looking, and I'm 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 guessing is the website I'm I think is updated here with these teams. What's interesting is there are teams that were that have kind of flip flopped and teams that you don't necessarily see all the time that didn't quite make it this time or, or made it. And they're a new team that no one's heard of before. Um, which is what's fascinating to me is, is though all these teams have fans. I mean, a lot of these teams have merch and fans um, watching the stream each and every week, but it's crazy to me that there are so many teams and every year it's not the same groups or every season. It's not the same groups fighting each other. You know, some, some really awesome teams, someone may have won last season. It didn't happen. I don't think this time, but, some may have won last season 
and not even make it the season the next season. Yeah, and that was a really tough decision that we had to make as staff is, you know, depending on how many teams signed up, do we give buy-ins? Do we, you know, let teams who qualified and made it to the finals of last season, you know, get a free entry? But like you said, a lot of the rosters change. You know, some of the core members, you know, maybe stay. But then how do we go about allowing a whole brand new roster for a team that, sure, made it to the finals, but now that's not that same composition of players. And so, um, yeah, it's been crazy to see where teams, you know, disband and where they, you know, maybe trade their uh, trade their team out for a new one to get, you know, get a build, build a better Mm -hmm. roster and all these different things. But it has been absolutely mind blowing and very, very rewarding to see all these new teams. Um, you know, want to sign up and really just want to get on board with kind of what we're producing as a, as a staff. And now what's, what's also fascinating to me, not only do you have teams, you know, coming in and coming out because of skill or, or, or another team's better, but there are a lot of people there. There's a discord out there and we'll promote that in a little bit, but, but there's a lot of people out there who want to be a part of this. So not only do you have these teams trying out to make it, into this group to to have a chance at being the number one you know sea of thieves arena crew and and get the rewards which we'll talk about but you've got countless people who every time this comes up they try out and they try to get on these teams and they try to bump someone who's already on the teams and then you've got teams that are are maybe maybe real life takes over and and you know cuz you know these folks aren't getting paid you know to play like let's say a cloud 9 person does right there's some financials that we'll talk about for the winning team but the day in and day out practicing and stuff like that these players are not getting paid to do so so life happens and then you've got this like huge list including myself that are free agents that are just sitting there like hey bring me in i want to play with you guys for a little bit and it, like i i can't believe the amount of of people that are that are involved in this just trying to make a team or just trying to just compete at the top level it's absolutely insane to me yeah and and that's yeah another crazy thing is is the free agent side right and so these are all undrafted players who are hungry and want to get the spot and want to get the glory and it really just does it comes down to sometimes you know very unfortunate circumstances where these teams will go out and need to pull free agents um but we always encourage people if they think they have what it takes we encourage everyone to sign up you know because you never know like you said life happens and you never know when someone's going to need a sub or somebody's going to need someone to fill in, whether it's for a scrim or for, you know, official match day. But some of those scrim days are the best chances that players will get for that free practice where there's really nothing on the line but to prove yourself in that moment. And right. um, it's, yeah, it's, it's honestly so, so cool to see how many people, just individuals even, like you said, free agents are looking to get a part of the action. Right. And if you're interested in, in looking into maybe seeing if you, you have what it takes to be a free agent or have what it takes to get on a team or more so, if you've got a crew together that you think you are the best, check out NotoriousArenaLeague.com. They have a website. It's a really nice website. Uh, it's evolved a lot since, since I started uh, uh, watching. And across the top, you'll see the schedule. You'll see registration where you can register to be a free agent. All the instructions are there, what they need from you, the Discord information. Um, You've got your archives. You've got your standings. um, You've got their partnered streamers in there. um, Information about them and ways to support them. 
Because at the end of the day, and and I, I can't remember what the final total was, at the end of the day, the team who wins, um, both on the NA side and EU side, get a cash prize. And last season, if I remember this correctly, the winning team in NA got over $1,000, if I remember right. Yeah, I think it ended up being closer to even around, I think it was $1,300-$1,400 just for winning the NA side. And the crazy thing about the prize pools is that it's all community-funded. So, um, you know, all the donations that you see, all the bits, all the subscribers, all of that money that we get from the community then, in a sense, goes back to the community for those winning teams. Um, And that's just another crazy, awesome thing that we get to now be a part of and help you know really spearhead so yeah it's it can it can really add up quick right because you you guys now of course there's obviously operating costs there's website costs there's you know you guys had the gal and uh, what a uh, catherine i can't remember her last name um uh catherine freya thank you she did um a a theme song for you guys she's the one if for those of you who don't know She's the one that did the the Sea of Thieves. I call it the official theme song, but we shall sail together. She did a a rendition um, and a, a brand new song for the Notorious Arena League, which they play um, during their matches or, or, or during coverage or before coverage and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, any sort of support that comes through Twitch, um, you know, the support link on their website that goes into the prize pool. And if you want to watch them, you can check them out, twitch.tv slash Notorious Arena League. And, you know, they, they broadcast the scrim nights, which are not official matches. They're, they're for practice. Um, and you get to see some crazy stuff on those nights because that's when teams get to experiment, um, right? Because in the official game, you're, you're, you're doing what you know. You're, you're, you're working hard on those cannons and everything else like that. But but on scrim nights, when you get to see the crazy stuff, like the the crazy board attempts and things like that, just trying to figure out what may or may not work um, or what they can or cannot perfect going into a game night to give themselves just a slight edge over the competition. Um, And then anything, any, you know, any financial support during that scrim night, let's say it's an EU scrim night, we'll go to EU. And if it's an NA scrim night or in a competition, I'll go to go to the na if that's if that's how i understand that yep and that's exactly how we break it up uh, each day gets designated to a specific league and then all all proceeds as you mentioned yep goes to that specific league on that on that day and eu last season was their first season and and you know it's it's super awesome that you guys started to do the prize payout because you know even though uh it, it was their first season um and i'll tell you what there are some fantastic crews in the eu I was blown away. I was like, you know, everyone's sitting here, PC master race, you know, everyone thumps their chest and says, NA is the best in the world. Well, if you watch League of Legends, that's not the case. But there are some powerhouses over on that EU side of the of the NAL. And they got prize payout too. Now, again, they haven't been around. Last year was their first year. What was their prize payout? I want to say, if I remember correctly, that the prize pool for EU got up to around $500. Which is so not, not bad for not a bad for first all. year. For first year. Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so on top of the prize payout, okay, there was something that I thought was super cool that, that Rare did for you guys last year. And that is 
for the winning team, you get ship cosmetics. More specifically, a set of sails that brandish the Notorious Arena League trophy on the front. Now, was last year the first year that you guys had these sails, I believe? Yep, we just got them in at the end of season three. And that, I tell you what, man, if you want to talk about milestones, yeah. Yeah. that was a milestone to be remembered. Because there's not sponsors out there like like Nike and Logitech and all these things yet, right? This is still a very grassroots, community-driven thing. And so to have the makers of the game say, you guys are doing something so awesome that we're going to design a set of sales with your trophy on it to give out to the winner. So what, right now there's two sets of sale? Well, for the two teams with these sets of sales, or did you guys also give season three their sales as well? Well, we retroactively gave the winners of season one and season two okay, the sales. Okay. But here's the kicker. The winners of season three, quick reaction force, were also the winners of season one and two. So realistically, that makes the Notorious Arena League sales one of the rarest sales in the game because now only with the addition of Odin's Wrath in the EU, around 12 players total, 12, 15 players total, only having the sales. Yeah, yeah. What, uh, that's probably the rarest cosmetic, I would guess. 12, 15 so, people? Right that would have yeah. to be the rarest. That would have to be the rarest. So season, so, so take me through, um, in a, um, who was the season one winner? Uh, quick reaction force. Yep. Okay. It was uh tart tea, uh, lanky, unusual rabbit trick. Uh, Duke Semperfy at the time was also helming for that team. And there might've been a few other, Oh, Aaron, um, Aaron XM. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And season were... two, same, same team. Same team, okay. Quick Reaction Force, yep. Season three. Quick Reaction Force, again, with okay. the, um, except they were, they, they subbed, so Duke was no longer playing for Quick Reaction Force in okay. season three. Um, so that made uh, for an interesting lineup in terms of their team and who was mm-hmm. playing what role. But, mm-hmm. but they were clearly a dominant force, um, winning, the, winning the season back to back to back, proving right. that they are indeed one of, if not the best, crew on the Sea of Thieves. Now, now that's season one, two, and three. Same, same, a couple changes to the team, but but same team, same team. It's like you know, back in the day, TSM winning all those NAs and stuff like that. Teams, you know, gonna season four wasn't the same team. Wasn't yeah. It, they so they haven't even they didn't not even register right. for season four. So so. They, they, you know, and that happens. Teams break up, right? So, so they were out of the picture. So there's now a void. Who's going to be the best team? So who takes, see, who just took, um, um, so one, two, and three. So who do you think is going to take uh, season four? Now, again, we just had tryouts. So I'm putting you on the spot to tell me who's going to have season, season four's uh, victory in the NA. But, uh, you know, who, who's it going to be? Man, I see a lot of potential in a lot of these teams. Um, we've even had some brand new teams come in um, during just the last couple weeks of scrims that have mm-hmm. been super on top of it. So some of these new teams like Bobby the Bottles, uh, Curse Sales, um, these guys have really shown up during scrims mm-hmm. uh, and even during the qualifiers. Um, oh, the Sloop Deluxe really showed up during qualifiers. Um, I think they took just about every game they played in uh, with first 
So, uh, dude, it's 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 hard, man. And a lot of these other great teams, like Fighting Falcons, Black Sails, uh, it's going to be a great freaking, you know, you great freaking. You know what's crazy about the names that you just read off? <clears throat> so, QRF, Quick Reaction Force, Season 1, 2, and 3's winner. That name, I remember, right? Because I, I was watching it. Forsaken Sun, Grave Tides, The Revenants, Booty Wars, Lion's Mane, Blood Tallyman, Big Brain, Shark Bait, Deadly Siren. Those are names I remember. And guess what? Those were not names that you just mentioned. So you're, you're calling some of these new teams, like, potentially vying for that top spot. And those were not the teams that people have been following from season one, two, and three. It's crazy that this, there's so much competition that these new teams are coming in. And some of the old teams are like, well, we're old men now. Or we're old women now. Yep, and that's, it just goes to show, man, that's what we're constantly trying to do, right? The game is always evolving. There's always new players coming in. There's always people with different interests. And it doesn't matter how long you've been playing the game. If you have, you know, a strive for competition and you get a group of guys or a group of gals together that you just work really well with, it, it can be anybody's game, right? And, again, these are all teams that have really just shown up and made a name for themselves during the last uh you know a couple scrim weeks and then with the qualifiers like they made it right they're in so uh yeah it it really does blow my mind and it, and it's it's hard to not you know have to mention some of these names and some of these teams that you know with some of these guys that you sail with all the time and mm-hmm. that are really close friends with but but hey man in the name of competition it's anybody's right. game right that's right when you're trying to be a, you know an official style esport recognized by brands for bigger prize pools and and bigger backing from rare or whoever the 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 backers may be in the future you know you've got to keep that you know you might want to see your friends win but at the end of the day if you want to have a legitimate competitive esport where people want to to partake in it and you want to get those backings you definitely got to do that so i was looking at the website the website is definitely not updated on the team name so who is the pro division for na season four so that's what we get to find out this Saturday, actually. We have our qualifiers. Oh. Yes, sir. We have our qualifiers. So that was just the uh, – I'm sorry. That was just the qualifier. Now we okay. have the brawl. Oh. Uh, the brawls are coming up on Saturday. This Saturday, September 19th, um, we'll get to see who, you know, kind of finds their way and find their placement uh, for some of these leagues. And let me um, – So you had the, so you had, you had 15 cut to 10. Now the 10 will do battle to determine who are the, who are the five pro and five semi-pro then. Yep. And okay. we have two okay. stages of brawl. So we have one coming up this Saturday for NA, um, Saturday, September 19th. And then. Talk like a pirate day. Uh, yep. And then on the, the following week, September 26th, we have stage two of the brawl. Okay. So after those two days of games, we will then determine, depending on points scored in the games, who will then be, like you mentioned, our pro and semi-pro teams. Gotcha. And again, if you want to watch this, uh, twitch.tv slash Notorious Arena League. And what I can say is, yes, the players who win get that nice cash payout, you know, supported by you all out there who watch and support. They get the cool sales, but every single scrim night and every single competition, these brawls included, they get they do these giveaways and and the giveaways are for this particular piece of a ship set that one I'm a green and black fan like that's my color set and the fact that I don't have this yet is very upsetting considering I have the weapons except the pistol what what do viewers get the opportunity to get just by showing up they don't have to be a sub they don't have to throw money just by showing up and support 
what do the viewers have the opportunity to get? Just by showing up and engaging with the chat, all you got to do is say, hi, what's up? Go my favorite team. Every single viewer gets entered into a raffle in between sets of each scrim night um, and regular match day to win an Obsidian Capstan. And, and sought after uh, Obsidian I'm Capstan. So, like, I've sat here, like, I've talked to some of the commentators, like, like Red and and uh, uh and, and you know some of your former staff members that that life took over and they came in there i'm like come on just just slide me one come on i'm i'm here i'm talking like it's green and black it's like my thing and they're like nope nope this is for the you know I, i'm trying i'm trying to pirate my way to getting one of these but i'll tell you what i don't I, i'm not getting nor is anyone else getting any sort of uh privilege in this we just uh we have to take part in this giveaway um uh giveaway as is so if you want a chance to get the Obsidian Capstan, make sure you watch this. And if you're a fan of Sea of Thieves and the arena, again, twitch.tv slash Notorious Arena League, and that's both EU and NA. We're talking about NA right now. We're going to talk to EU in a second. So who are the top 10 teams that begin their quest to be pro or semi-pro in these next two weekends? So we have the Fighting Falcons, the Blood Tallymen, the Revenants, Cursed Sales, Brethren Court, Black Sales, Booty Warriors, The Associates, Sloop Deluxe, and Bobby Bottles. That's a lot of new names that I have not heard of before. And I hope that no one from, uh, what, what network was it? Was it Stars tunes in because they might hit uh, Black Sales with, <laughs> with a copyright claim. That was a really good TV show. Really, really good TV show. So we're going to find out in the next two weeks who are your pro and semi-pro uh, teams for the NA side of the Tutorious Arena League and how long will Season 4 go for NA? How many, how many weeks uh, can folks be expecting to tune in and watch these crazy scrims and these amazing um, competition battles? So this season of NA goes about six weeks. So we'll go. So our grand finals are set to take place on November 14th. So we have a wide window of opportunity for anybody to catch in on some of the scrim nights, the league days, um, all kinds of good stuff. So like I said, so we're going to be going for about six weeks here. Um, and the final uh, or the grand finals rather are set to take place on again, November 14th. Nice. Nice. So mark your calendars. I know I'm going to be there. Cause I, like I said, I'm, I'm fascinated by what, like, I, I think I'm, you know, I'm more of an entertainer than I am a, a, than I am a fighter in this game, but I have fun and I'm, I'm decent at it. These guys, these guys blow my mind when it comes to, when it comes to fighting on the seas. So let's, let's walk over, swim over, take a boat over, whatever you want to the EU side. Who was the winner of season one of EU? So season one of EU came down to the very, very last game, last few minutes. Um, but I'm very, very proud to say that our very own cutthroat team, Odin's Wrath, took the uh, grand finals. They, they, they placed first by about one point of our scoring system uh, and took the crown of season one EU champion. So again, I was Odin's Wrath. watching the, the, like, the last like the last two weeks or so of EU watching these teams flop back and forth at first, you know, match after match week after week, it was a nail biter to the finish 
for the EU in AL. I absolute nail biter. It was crazy. Crazy. Oh, yeah. Um and then <laughs> now if I recall, now correct me if I'm wrong, because I, I was watching the, the EU side of things, because like I said, I love it. Odin's Wrath is actually folks from North America, aren't they competing across the, across the lake? Or are they, are they uh, an EU team? Because there is an NA team that competes in EU. Correct, yeah. So Odin's Wrath is all EU players. Okay. Um, they're one of, our, one of the few international teams. So a lot of these teams in EU are actually all players from the same country or region, uh, which is pretty cool. But then now we have several new teams emerging that are international, um, you know, obviously spanning across multiple countries. Uh, but Odin's Wrath was definitely one of those teams that was an international team. And if, if you are fans, so some of these teams, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to name off a couple of teams, and then we'll go to who, who's, who we're looking forward to and who we will see next season for for EU but but last season for EU we had Odin's Wrath the the winner right we had Back to Skull Chaos Corsair Sea Raiders Bafo's crew uh I always screw this one up is it Lock de Grog is that Lark Lark de I'm Lark de Grog yeah. okay I was like English is barely my first <laughs> language um Loss oh I Loss, I let's see. This is who okay. An iron dog. See, I got iron dogs. That one I got down. Okay. Who and I apologize for any international listeners out there. I barely speak English. And if you're expecting me to say something in your your comment, I'm gonna screw it up until I say it a few times. Now, some of those names for listeners who tune into to other um um other kind of competitive Sea of Thieves stuff, you'll recognize some of those teams. Right. They're not they're in the, the NAL and, the, you know, they're they're competing for that prize payout. They're competing for those sales. But these guys, these guys are competitors and you're going to see them out there on the seas in a variety of different things. And some of these teams, this is obviously NAL's focused on Galleon, you know, but you'll see these teams break apart and do sloop on sloop on sloop actions and stuff like that. These guys are super competitive and, and super crazy, crazy good. So who are our teams? for season two of EU or do we even so know we actually had we actually had quite a few uh, more teams sign up for the EU league so we actually have our first qualifier for EU coming up this Sunday okay. um, and we actually have 12 teams that have signed up so we'll okay. have three lobbies of four okay. for the qualifiers we have mashed piratos Octaviant Odin's wrath once again sea Raiders once again Bafos Crews coming back. Chaos Corsairs coming back. We have Shtika. They're a Russian team. We have Hostel. Back to Skull. We have Yuna, who we've seen also try and compete in the NA qualifiers. We have uh, Nagelfar. Born on Boat and the Crab Lords will all be competing this Sunday uh, for the EU qualifier. I I also want to state, so if you guys, again, if you've never heard of the NAL and you've never seen it before, these guys do um, a, an amazing production where, where all the teams get to create their own. Think of it like a WWE Jumbotron intro video with music and everything like that. And these guys get super creative. And I, I believe, was it Bafo's crew that they were all on the galley and they walk out of the captain's quarters and they make the, the, the two lines? Was that who had that video? 
Yep, Rafa's crew was one of our Italian teams. A little bit more organized than some others, but yeah, yeah. really, uh, really high production. The, the Italian there. teams on in the in the in the NAL or the yeah the NAL. Oh my God, the Italian teams are crazy awesome. Like they're not so good. <laughs> but yep, we had Bafos crew and Chaos Corsair representing. That's Italia. right, Chaos Corsair, because that was like the the Italian versus Italian like rivalries. Whoo, you know, and then. Odin's Wrath had a rival in there with someone. Who was who were they kind of like uh Well they were kind of trading some uh trading some blows and going back and forth with back to skull. That seems yes. to be their rival. Yes, back to skull, yeah. Who who what did they in second last year, right? They they yep. came in okay. Odin's Wrath took them by one point, one point. in the very last game of yeah. EU Grand Final. But the Baffos crew video, the reason I was so intrigued by it. So when I first started playing Sea of Thieves, only about seven or so months ago. I saw someone with a captain's coat on and it was green, which we already know I love. And it was kind of ripped and it had this cool little green skull pin on it. And I, I was like, that is, and it was full length, right? It went from top to bottom. And I play a Chungus pirate, right? There are not many things that go on a Chungus pirate and can look halfway decent. Our belts look like two by fours and our coats look like, you know, fat man in a little coat with Chris Farley, right? So to see a, a big coat that goes from head to toe, I was excited. And I said, how do I get this? And it was four to the dam 10 times. So what do I do? I farm out four to the dam 10, 10 times. And then Bafo's cruise video hit because I never see this, this, this jack anywhere. And here comes this little, short, skinny, old man pirate with like this gray afro come out of thing with the four to the dam jacket on. And I lost my shit because that was that is my favorite coat in all of Sea of Thieves. And the fact that someone is wearing it in the NAL in such a high level, I'm like, that that's that that's my team right there. That's my EU team. <laughs> just because the the little old man has the shirt. He's probably not a little old man at all in real life, but his pirate is a skinny <laughs> little old man with a gray afro and my jacket. And I loved it. Loved it. It was absolutely incredible. Yeah, and you know, and that that's the funny part, man, is seeing how some of these teams brand themselves, whether yeah. it's cosmetic wise, pirate wise, or ship wise. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, man, that's awesome. Yeah, it, that uh, I would, cool. I was, I was sold right there. And I, you know, they, 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 they did a damn good job too. Fifth place. When you're talking about the co- competition, um, fifth place is nothing. <laughs> even, even if you, if you don't, you know get very high in the placements even if you're your last place and you still have to understand you know 15th place 10th place 8th place 5th place in the NAL is still leaps and bounds higher than the average arena crew like these guys are absolutely elite players of this game Oh, absolutely. And that's why I give credit to anyone who has any interest in signing up as a free agent or signing up as a team, because like you said, man, you get what you sign up for. And this is, it's, it is no walk in the park playing in any of these lobbies, playing against any of these teams, whether in an open lobby or not. And then when you get five teams, five or four of these teams in a lobby where it's dedicated to just NAL battles, boy, you better buckle up. I've, uh, I've had the unfortunate experience to be playing with a crew in a lobby and one of these NAL teams are practicing. I mean, it's like, yeah, we could go against, we're going to lose though. Like we are going to get destroyed. (laughs) You know, it's like, 
let's just go find the other people and play with them. We'll let them kind (laughs) of just shoot cannons at us from a million miles away. They're going to hit their shots, but we can repair from that. But let's not get close to them because they are bloodthirsty, angry, angry pirates on the seas. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And well, that's why I encourage everyone to watch the NAL too, man, because if you're if you're a person who maybe isn't necessarily super comfortable with that kind of, you know, intensity or that competition, there is so much you can learn just by even watching some of these folks. You know, we've seen in the in the NA finals, uh, we've seen QRF revolutionize the fire strat significantly reduce the time it takes to you know repair your ship and clear the water and then we've seen sea raiders in the eu um you know at the end of season one you know revolutionize the through the great bucket strat it's you know there's so much you can learn just from watching these players not even necessarily competing with them or against them but just watching them on stream is yeah man you get so many new things to add to your playbook with tips and tricks all kinds of good stuff right and a lot of people out there a lot of people out there, um, you know, they watch streams of big content creators that play Sea of Thieves or medium size or even small content creators. And they see people like Pace. They see people like Kabobbles. They see people like um, Beard uh, Geddon and Boxy and, and, and Long Dong Silver and, and Freemason Line. And what they see are people, you know, swapping servers. They see tucking. They see, you know, that's the PvP that they see is, is tucking and and you know, gun sword combat, um, you know, stealing loot, sinking ships that way. The NAL is not that at all. There is not tucking involved in the NAL, right? There is, there is boarding, although I will say it's rare. And when it happens, it's amazing because it's crazy. But a lot of it is good ship mechanics managing your ship, having a captain that knows how to position yourself, having a crew that's watching those ladders, landing cannon shots that literally are from the earth to the moon and they're hitting them every single time, adjusting sails, repairing. And, and it's, it's crazy to, to think that, you know, there are two very different, you know, PVP play styles out there. And the eliteness of, of fighting these, these NAL players is, is just crazy. So what I want to talk about next is the mechanics of fighting in the arena in the NAL. So tell me the top, let's go top five things that you have to be absolutely elite at when you're fighting in the NAL, like the top five, they don't have to be in any specific order, but top five things, top five technical mechanics that you as a player have to just nail to really be successful in this. Man, I would say first, first things first, you got to have a good helmsman. The situational awareness, as you kind of already mentioned is huge, right? So knowing where to place your cannons, where to avoid the broads, how to transition from one ship to the next. We see a lot of third parties come in, get involved. We see not so much boarding now, but when the boarding happens, like you said, it it is intense, man. Um, we see we've seen the meta change from sword to you know maybe a long range weapon to now the double gunning is is really kind of the meta. So when you're you know battling on on a ship to either distract or to get the sink, the double gunning is huge. Um, deck handing is everything in the NAO. If you don't know how to you know double XX bucket or sprint cancel with the bucket, um, these are some tips that really really help um just sort of revolutionize the game 
Um, another one that I would say, um, just again, map awareness, just making sure that you're constantly looking for where your next points are coming from because any anytime you're sitting still for you know even just the slightest bit of time, you know that another team is, is scoring points. And really, I would say the final thing, um, if this is five, I've been trying to keep track of my hands, but my brain doesn't work like that. Um, is really just communication, man. It's just having clear, open, calm, you know, calm lines to really make sure, again, you know where every single person on the ship is at at all times. And I know a lot of teams like to use in-game text, but that's one thing that we've, you know, kind of limited just to avoid, you know, certain certain verbiage and, and you know, some of the quote-unquote toxicity right, in the community right, is right. is making sure that we have all, all voice comms are it, you know. Right. Um, so you don't get to use the pirate wheel, you don't get to use in-game chat, you don't get to use any of these other stuff. Um, so really just making sure that you and your team are on the same page context-wise to know what's happening where on the ship or where on the map. Oh, so, how dare you take away me pirate wheel. <laughs> I don't even use it anyways. I don't know where things are on it, I'll be honest. So yeah. one thing you mentioned in there, and, and for me, I, I know I've got some people in my Twitch chat that play with me all the time. But I just want to state that you said it was very important to be a good deckhand. I just want to state that my value on a ship of repairing hulls, organizing barrels, and repairing sails is going unnoticed out in the venture by my crew, but not in the NAL. I am the most valuable person on that ship, chat, okay? I just want to state that. You heard it from VP himself. I am the I am the MVP of my ship because I can repair anything. Ah, hey man, ha. a deckhand is a lot like a lineman in football, man. Those are the guys down in the trenches. They get no glory, but without the lineman, you're not getting that first down. You're not getting that touchdown. Without a deckhand, your boat isn't staying up. If you if you don't have a boat in Sea of Thieves, you're not doing anything. All right, all right. The deckhand is the most underappreciated role in Sea of Thieves. Let's not talk about my waistline here. You're mentioning linemen. I know I'm big, but geez, okay. <laughs> I didn't make I didn't make the football team, all right? Okay. I wanted to be a quarterback and they said someone who's three hundred pounds can't be a quarterback and I said why? Um <laughs> uh, okay. So I, I, I also want to take a minute and, and talk about and I was very happy when they, they released the, the Flameheart event in an adventure because one of my biggest opportunities as a player is is cannon shots. And so the Flameheart event has allowed me to better my cannon shots. Um, when I tune in and I watch the NAL, that is something that I am just absolutely blown away at. These crews, um, literally, I, I make my crew laugh all the time because I always say, you know, as soon as we get into the arena, you have to complete the ass. And that is anchor, sales, supplies in that order, right? That's, that's how I go, right? I say complete the ass, anchor, sales, supplies in that order. But on the NAL, they get the anchor up, the sails are dropped, the supplies are in hand, and I swear, before that ship even starts moving, there's four cannonballs in the air in one direction at a ship. Like, the anchor's up, the sails are down, that sucker hasn't even started cruising yet, and the, 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 the balls are flying and points are skyrocketing, and the ships haven't even really left their starting position. I, how, how are these guys so good at these cannons? You know, I would say just practice, man. Like I said, these, these are guys that are going, you've already mentioned they're not getting paid, right? These are, these are players that are going out with just pure pride, wanting to be the best crew on the Sea of Thieves. 
just finding the angle. I guess that's one thing I didn't mention in the top five, right, is, is just cannon angle, cannon awareness, um, knowing where the max distance is, knowing where the angles are. But again, that goes back to comms. You see a lot of these teams calling out, hey, if you aim above the crow's nest, if you aim at the middle wind line, if you aim at right below the wind line, you're going to hit your shots. And that's just something that you get to do by, or you get to know by doing it over and over and over again. And just, yeah, situational awareness, man. I, I can't, I can't harp on that enough. It's just knowing where the ships are, how far away the distance is again, where the, where the cannon should be angled, but all that, all that comes from just practice, man. These are players that are constantly putting in the work, whether it's in scrim night or whether it's in pub lobbies, because that's where you get the free practice, right? And that's where you get the, um, you know, the kind of unsolicited, un you know um viewable kind of strats where that's where it all comes from but i would just say repetition 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 i mean i'm not gonna lie a a 1500 dollar uh prize pool dangling in front of my face might make me hit more cannon shots i'm just saying that uh it's a nice chunk of change right there it definitely doesn't make me want to stop want to not that's that's right that's right that's right um so so tell me a little bit more because again as we said, boarding is intense in the NAL, but it's a rarity. And when people are watching a lot of streams, you know, they're used to seeing every battle border, border, border every single time. That's what we see in adventure. That's what a lot of people like to do in adventure. Tell me why in the NAL that that the gameplay has moved away from in like crazy go for the boards, go for the boards now to naval battle and and better positioning and 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 spatial awareness and cannon fire why did that switch happen and what has that done to the overall gameplay points and stuff like that in the game well we see it a lot when you know players are constantly right you've already mentioned it cannon shots and naval those are where the points come from now when there's only one chest okay there's a lot more to lose but there's also a lot of time spent when you're off the boat that you're not scoring points okay cool kills are cool right everybody wants the highlight reel but five points is not going to change the game for you when every single time that you're getting hit with a cannon the team that you're boarding or attempting to board is scoring 40 points on your team Mm -hmm. so that's what we've noticed a lot of teams trying to do is sail management you know keep mid and front down or up and you know keep just back going so we can you know turn a little bit quicker get the angle but it really just comes down to points per minute when 15 minutes is not a whole lot of time compared to the 24 where it used to be so you have a lot less time to now try and score points but if you're off the boat then you can't really do that effectively and so we've seen that change the whole pace of the game you know occasionally we'll get the boarders who are trying to go for the sink on first place or move up in position because now they're distracting the other team from taking shots and scoring points. And also when they get that sink now, okay, now we've just set them back a thousand points. And when they respawn, they're going to be out of the fight. So again, the time, the points per minute is really what it boils down to. Right. Right. It's, it's math folks. It's math. I know no one likes math except mathematicians, but it's math. 40 is more than five. Right. So (laughs) in the time that you can kill five people on that boat, Five times five is 25. One cannonball is 40. One cannonball equals more than five kills. It's simple <laughs> mathematics. So that's why. And everyone who plays arena and all that they're doing is boarding. You're wrong because you don't know math. Okay. 40 is more than 25. And I can shoot more cannonballs at you before you respawn. Just saying. Okay. 
It's all facts, dude. Clear. It's all facts. Numbers are hard, but it all makes sense if you don't hard. think about it. Numbers are hard. <laughs> are hard. So the other thing that that people might not understand, and and I've gotten in in verbal discussions and arguments in in my in my Twitch chat. I've I've unfortunately had to ban some people for toxicity in my Twitch chat because they don't understand this. And if you watch the NAL, you're going to see this and you're going to say, what the hell are they doing? Scuttling, right? Now, last season, the scuttle was a little more prevalent than it is now, but scuttling is still happening. And more so in the EU, there's definitely some teams who use the scuttle early in the game to reposition themselves and stuff like that. So some people get irritated because when you scuttle, they say, oh, you sunk, you, you guys suck, you guys, you sunk, whatever. Tell me why a scuttle is important in the arena and how that can be the difference between a team that wins and a team that loses. Yeah, so scuttling is a great opportunity. I say that, you know, for what it is. It's an opportunity to be able to reposition your ship. So obviously you're going to sink when you're going to respawn. Um, we have see this used a lot when teams are sort of trapped. They may be getting sandwiched. All their sails are down. They can't move. They're just taking heavy fire. Um, so again, if you take yourself out of that situation, you stop the other team that you're competing against from scoring points. So as soon as your ship scuttles and, you know, you, you hit the mark, you ding, they can no longer score points. Yes, you lose a thousand points, but depending on your position on the leaderboard, it's a great opportunity for you to reassess, you know, fill your pockets, get extra special balls if you need them, get extra planks if you're running low. Obviously, reset your supplies if you're running low, but it's just an opportunity for you to evade getting scored on while now also opening up positions for you to now go and score on someone else. Right. And, and you know, I, I noticed some people in the EU, they'll scuttle right off the bat. And, and for a while I was like, why are they doing that? And, you know, you and, and, you know, red and a couple other commentators picked up and they said they're scuttling because of their position, their position are maybe they're between two boats, right? So they're going to be taking long range fire from two boats. So that's upwards of eight people. They only have four, so they can only fire back two on each side. So again, it's numbers, it's math. You're going to be taking a lot more shots than you can dish out. So you scuttle reposition yourself. And then you are in a better place to, to engage and, and engage in the battle. You're not in the center. Now you can be on the wings or, or whatever and, and work yourself into the battle. So it's more advantageous for yourself. Oh yeah. Yep. Again, it, it really, again, harping on it, but it, it just spoils down to situational awareness. Right. And before we've seen rare um, in one of the, you know, more recent updates where they gave now hundreds and hundreds of cannonballs right. at the start, we've seen teams, you know, now starting off with 40 additional supplies by gathering their pockets, filling their pockets, and then resetting right. to now have an additional amount of resources to then score even hopefully more points when they reposition themselves. And, and you know, some people out there are like, well, you know, Rare, put the update in where you now get like, you know, half a million cannonballs. Why on earth would 40, you know, 40 more cannonballs matter? Watch the NAL once and you tell me that those 40 cannonballs don't matter because I've seen 15-minute games, 10, 15,000 points, and some of these crews are like, we're digging to the bottom of the barrel on these cannonballs. Like, those 40 cannonballs, if you're scuttling right off the bat to get those 40 extra ones, those could make a difference. Because some of these score lines 
are so tight in the end. And I'm not talking 1,000 to 2,000 points. That's like all the points that, no, I'm talking teams with 8, 9, 10, 15,000 points on this scoreboard at the end of the arena. Like those 40 cannonballs could make a difference between if you win or you lose. Oh, yeah. And it all boils down to that last minute, man. And like I said, we've seen it for in a perfect example with Odin's Wrath in that last game of the EU Grand Finals. The very last minute, you don't stop, you don't stop. And it's funny enough, we actually did see a board by Foxtrot. But, man, you really take advantage of that timing and you just don't stop shooting cannons. We've actually seen an entire new switch in revolutionizing what is called as the M1 spam. We've seen teams constantly trying to reload, and as soon as they see you know, that wick at the end of the cannon, boom, click, 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 just to shoot cannons as fast as they can. It boils back again to that points per minute. How fast can I shoot my cannons to how fast can I score points? Yeah, so all you people out there yelling at sword players about sword botting, yeah, come in and yell at these guys about cannon spamming. Because I promise (laughs) you, before you even get cannon spam out of your mouth, you're going to take a cannonball to your face, okay? That's what's (laughs) going to happen. You're going to get that sandbag sound, and then you're going to think, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said something. Because these guys are deadly accurate with these things. Like, if they don't want to sink you, like, that's, that, that's the thing that amazes me when I watch these guys. If they don't want to sink you, they're not going to sink you. They're not going to hit shots to sink you. If they want to kill you off the cannon so they can just farm your ship, they're going to literally snipe you with their cannons off your cannons. If they want to put mid-deck holes in to prepare for a sink, they're going to put mid-deck holes in. If they want to damage your wheel, your capstan, your sails, whatever they want to do to your boat, they're going to do to your boat. The other side is you have to then counter and do whatever, you know, you want to do to their boat. But but these guys don't mess around when it comes to they have a plan. They know what it takes to win the highest silver, regardless if that means scuttling or, or maybe even going after the chest. It has been done. Whatever it takes, these guys are going to do it. And they know that to win the game, you've got to hit those cannon shots. And you've got to make sure your spatial awareness is correct. So I'm glad that that you were able to talk to us about that. Because so many people into the arena. And if you don't hear them say right out of their mouth, TDM, 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 then most likely they're just going to be trying to board you all day long. And they have no concept of winning. And then they get irritated because maybe you scuttle and then you come back and you win or whatever. And they just get so bent out of shape instead of actually understanding that it's not about what you're doing right now in this moment. It's about the bigger picture and winning by having the most, the most silver. And I can promise you these guys in the NAL, if (laughs) you're going to take a cannonball to the face, if you say TDM to them, I'm sure many of them like to do the team deathmatch, but they know they can win against anyone. And it's like, why, why, why do, why do that? We need to make a TDM mode, Joe Damage says in chat. Yeah, that's probably true, but that's that's for another day. <laughs> that's for another day. I guess so. So <clears throat> a little off topic here for a moment. So when I see someone say TDM in arena, I said, yeah, of course, we're in the arena. Team, my crew, death, my ship versus yours, who sinks first, match, the arena match. We win by having the most silver. Look, we're TDMing. We're, it's, it's a TDM. It's just ship versus ship instead of player versus player. I don't understand why people don't get this concept. I just, I don't know. That's just a rant. For Me either, time. man. Me either. 
if I wanted to play TDM, I'd go play Halo. Go play COD. I'm glad you didn't say Fortnite. Mm, glad <laughs> you didn't say Fortnite. <laughs> so again, if you want to to check out the NAL, again, it's notoriousarenaleague.com is their website. Um, you can see their partnered streamers. Um, you can see some highlights here. You can register to be a free agent. Um, you can get a team together and register for that, though the tri- the, the qualifiers for NA are already over for this season. Um, so look towards next season for that. EU's qualifiers are coming up. Again, look to next season if you would like to get a, a team registered. But by all means, sign up as a, as a free agent. Get in there and see what it's all about. You can check out their schedule. You can check out the vault of information, learn more about them. You can even support them on the website. Uh, but you also want to make sure you check out twitch.tv slash Notorious Arena League. Follow them. Turn on your notifications so you can freaking see these, these crews go at it. Because it is like art watching this. And you will learn a lot and and um, as VP mentioned, there's been a lot of arena things that have been mentioned that have been innovated by this group. For example, the water out the grate. Right, that that was something that that came um, up in the in the in the in the NAL. Right, the the XX bucketing stuff like that. Things that people now do or teach other people to do and think they're really awesome. A lot of it came from the NAL and, and teams on the NAL that uh, that do that. So, so VP, this is going to be your moment to plug yourself, plug anything you want. I'm sure you're going to plug the cutthroats. Plug anything <laughs> you want. Tell anyone listening here where they can find you if you stream or anything like that. Tell them whatever you want, except you can't tell them I'm a bad person because I'm not. Oh, man, I'm so bashful. No, first of all, Davin TV, great freaking guy. Great, great freaking guy. But yeah, man, I appreciate the opportunity, but I do just want to plug, uh, you know, my boys over the Cutthroat Pirates, um, a great place, great place to hang out, a great family to, you know, spend some time with, sail the seas, um, take all the booty. No one is safe here for these are our seas, man. That's what, that's what we're all about at the Cutthroat Pirates. But yeah, man, um, I'm also a, uh, a small Twitch streamer. We're on the up and up. We're coming. We're grinding. Um, you can find me at twitch.tv slash yourmanvp. Um, find me over on Twitter as well for the most up-to-date uh, streaming information. That's just at your man VP. But yeah, man, Devin, I just really appreciate this opportunity, man. It's been a lot of fun getting to talk with you, pick your brain a little bit, you know, get to pick mine uh, about the NAL. But I, it's just a super awesome organization, and it's crazy to see how far we've come. I was actually, um, actually, my first term as Pirate Lord was when we kind of plugged and started the NAL. We had um, ten teams. We ended up finishing with eight in that season, and now to see it where we're at now with you know, the broadcast and the cash prizes and now the freaking sales in the game. Like I said, man, talk about a milestone. It's been an awesome freaking journey. Um, and we're just getting started, quite frankly. So it's going to be amazing to see where we take it. And it's really all for the community. So I just thank all the listeners, everyone who has been out here supporting the NAL, supporting Devon. Uh, it's just, it's great to see it, man. And that's, that's really what the Sea of Thieves community is all about. And that's what's been awesome about all of this. So I just appreciate the opportunity, my man. Well, I appreciate your, your, uh, uh, flexibility in getting this done because I know my schedule's been crazy, your schedule's been crazy. So thank you very much. I'm sure the I'm sure the folks that are not only in the Twitch chat, as we can see, but folks on YouTube, folks on the on the Pirate Talk Radio podcast, they'll enjoy this uh, episode. But just remember, he's not your man VP. He's my man VP. So back off. Uh, <laughs> you can catch my stream every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Twitch.tv slash TV. You can check out 
my Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, Davram TV there. And make sure, if you haven't done so already, Pirate Talk Radio on all your apps out there. Hit that subscribe button. Pirate Talk Radio is supported by fans like you. So if you would like to support this broadcast, please go over to patreon.com slash VP. Thank you very much for your time, and we'll see you on the seas. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.